0: fellas 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 and the ladies yeah that's
1: all you, <laughs> that's all you.
0: <laughs> welcome back to another episode we sitting down code my main man yes, mini goat baby goat
1: uh, he said goat and goats that's the
0: Jarrell. there he is good, <laughs> that's
1: good. the Jarrell special yeah he said Bi-ha. bye
0: bye uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, All, right. All right, Cody, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea. I walked into this podcast thinking yeah. that uh, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. So, you know, you. you yeah, I, I feel like
1: everybody's right and everybody's wrong.
0: 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys.
1: Come in with a purpose and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the
0: majors to the sandlot. Baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to The
1: Farm System. Something that I had on my mind that I think will be uh, really interesting is uh, I kind of want to pick your brain on um, the difference of what you do versus how you do something. And so I know that can be kind of broad. Yeah, unpack that for for me. So um, basically, uh, when it comes to training and being out on the floor, um, obviously we do things a little bit different, which we've covered in the past. Um, You know, from blending to... Um, you know some prep work and yeah there's some differences but uh, in general uh, in my opinion too um, i feel like some of the players that have seen the biggest jumps um, haven't even they haven't even touched the whole spectrum when it comes to drills progressions regressions that we do um, yet but they come in with a purpose and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it but. And so, um, you know, I guess, uh, where I wanted to go with this was, what do you think, what do you think about when it comes to things, you know, you, you could be doing something, um, that may not be the most beneficial for you, maybe not the most specific for maybe your movement profile or what you need at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're intentional with what you're doing the mindset, yeah. And the mindset behind it and, um, how, um, Focused or how uh, serious? Intentional. Yeah, you take what you're doing. Um, you know what you see when it comes to players and athletes. Got it.
0: Got it. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of Good. a lot, but it's like right. we'll unpack it piece by piece. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think uh, one of the big things is literally what you said is one of the things that I I think with uh, athletes that we do best. I think there's a lot of ways to develop um, athletes. Um. And I think one thing that um with something that I'm very intentional about not only just it has nothing to do even just with baseball just like in general of like development Mm -hmm. um if it be leadership if it be communication if it be whatever those things you know again we talked a lot on the podcast about uh just certain areas of like you know let's say if it's maybe if maybe you're really struggling with um you know like let's say it's your arm strength let's say it is you know your Uh, a blind spot that you have we talked we've had podcast series about blind spots and things like that in your life as well I think I think one of the big things that um, you know we may miss uh, with it is more than anything is that we are it's the mindset behind um, how we do things and how we intentionally get better at something so one thing I used to always ask to our hitters at 108 is as I would progress you know in the very beginning I'm telling them hey this is what we're going to do we're going to go through it like this you know I'm giving them a Mm -hmm. like you know like more of like basically coming in super green. Um, we're gonna go about training this way. Right. Then I start doing it like, okay. And then you think about it the same thing in a classroom, right? Like you're specifically getting told, you know, information. Mm. Then I start like testing them on information. Right. I start asking them, you know, like, okay, like, um, you know, typically when you're struggling with this, what do we do? Mm. Right? Bigger question. Right. Then you get to the other point of being like, then guys start coming in and I go, Hey, what are you gonna work on today? Not I'm not gonna tell you what to work on today, like what are you working on today? And then now that's another level level of like getting them to a deeper process of being like, okay, what do I need to work on? Right. Let alone rather than how am I actually gonna work on it? Cause that's my next question, right? Then I go back to layer two. Then I'm like, okay, but how are you gonna make sure you get better at that mm. today? right? Like, what are drills you're going to do? What are constraints you're going to put yourself in? How are you going to measure it? How do you know if you're actually getting better at this? Um, How are you going to set up your feedback? How are you going to do all these other things to make sure you're better at Mm -hmm. this by the time, you know, again, not necessarily you need to be a superstar, obviously, by the -hmm. the time that you leave today, um, but that there's an intentional process about how you're going about whatever you want to get better at. Um, Because again, I think subjectively, we just all like a lot of people, like, for example, we just talked about this earlier, like most players, when they go, uh, to hit in a batting cage or mm-hmm. whatever, they walk in, they hit a couple balls off the tee, move the tee maybe around a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. a lot of guys don't even do that. Hit a ball right down the middle, 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 boom, boom, pound a couple, go to front toss, boom, do three rounds, hit BP, go hit three rounds and try to hit doubles and whatever, and they call it a day and they go mm-hmm. home and they're like, bam, okay, I got my work in today. Um, I'm gonna be JD Martinez here in five years. Like yeah. that's like that's not how it's gonna it's not how it's gonna roll. Um, for one. Um, two, again, along with it, if it does work for someone, they probably were already really that good. And also too, like they can get away with things I never could. Um, I wasn't athletic enough. I wasn't skilled enough. I wasn't, you know, I didn't wake up in the morning. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't God given for me in that area of my life. Uh, wasn't, you know, gifts that I had to be really gritty to like learn these things. So I think it developed in my head. So I think again, getting back to that, I think one of the biggest things that we do for athletes more than anything, I mean, I would say like, look, we could be wrong with some information, but one thing that I think, um, we really help athletes with is setting up a plan, right? And knowing how to train Mm. um, and also a mindset around not only training, but again, developing period in your life and then taking that into your life as well. So, um, you know, you could be wrong about what you're working Mm. on, right? Maybe you're working on something that isn't going to be uh, you know, isn't really where you should be focused mm-hmm. on, right? And and that's okay. Like again, we don't all have a crystal ball. Like, and mm-hmm. also too, coaches are the same way. Like something I would have focused on with the hitter five years ago probably, you know, might not be as close of what I'd focus on now if they're coming in. Like, you know, in the last couple of years, like I remember, you know, back when I was at 108, um, we didn't put a, a ton of emphasis. Um we knew crossbody stability, we knew a lot of those other things, but like pelvic stability just wasn't. Mm. I just, I just yeah. wasn't a big deal. Like I, I, I saw everything more as like a coordination, CNS, fascial slings, like those things as well. But like now again, like getting deeper and deeper into like, you know, like pelvic stability, for example, is just like in general, like we lack a ton of pelvic stability mm. as, as baseball players. Um, and that's something that, again, I realize that now, every time we go to do something again, and and Randy Sullivan has been saying this for years, right? There's like the, you know, the pelvis is the center of the universe, right? Like, and it should be your center of the universe is understanding like what your pelvis is doing. And like, if you don't have control over that, and also too, you don't have stability, it's going to cause a lot of problems and show up in a lot of different areas, um, you know, and, and throughout everything else. So I think like, you know, in base from that higher level perspective is like when we get results with guys is really teaching them a process and how they're going about intentionally making sure they're getting better at something today. They're not just following orders. They're not just answering a test and then we don't just stop there. It's continuing progressing. And that's where I think when guys stay, with, guys stay with us for long term, they'd start to see the full fold out of all of that and see, then they look back and they go, wow, I understand why we were doing that my first mm. couple weeks And at the time, I didn't know how brilliant that was. I didn't understand. I didn't understand the expertise behind it, the thought process behind all of that. I just walked into it like, you know, blind. Mm. Right. And. Um, you know now I can look back and be grateful and I think we can connect with this in the sense of like okay when you were a child right like when you're a kid your parents are taking care of you right they're providing things for you they're paying for your food they're you know um, you're paying for your tournaments they're showing up to your games your dad just worked you know my I remember thinking about this all the time my dad just worked you know freaking 12 hours you know on his hands and knees mm. you know setting tile x y and z and he comes home and he's playing catch with me outside like at the time I just I, I'm thinking dad can you come play catch with me I'm not understanding what all is going into that yeah. um, and I think that that's a big piece. Um, I think that that's a big piece is that for them as for a a hitter is when they get towards, you know, let's say they've been training with us for a year, let's say they've been training with us for a couple years. And then you look back and you go, man, like I understand why all that prep was so important. I understand why we were doing all those other things because I was having some real issues here. And especially I think the last layer that I didn't talk about a minute ago, the last layer is then I start asking them about other hitters, Mm. right? Because that's another step right then when you can start to see other players and how they're moving and then you start developing a plan for them now that takes your game plan mm-hmm. to a whole nother level I can now program for myself so much better because I've programmed for hundreds of athletes mm-hmm. thousands of athletes I've, I've created programs for so now when I go to program for myself or when I understand the swing I understand the swing from a whole nother perspective um, that I think is, is big so I think from like a high-level overview um, with it is I think that that's a big piece of why we can really help with guys
1: yeah and a couple points i wanted to point out was um we're starting to get to the point where it's some kids first week first month and we have some kids that it's their sixth seventh month uh they've been training for a while and like you said they understand the importance of why we were doing what we were doing at the beginning uh some of them you know we start with some basic uh, principles when it comes to prep work and drills and they're not necessarily doing the same thing that the guys that have been here for six months are doing right but um, the people that are here for maybe it's their second third week they're like hey can I do this and it's funny because you'll actually hear some of the guys like no 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 slow down like I promise if you try to do this now you're like it's not gonna work like you' you're going to mess up the foundation that they're trying to build like heard a couple kids actually like yeah dude I probably didn't even uh, progress past whatever, uh, lunge swings to feet together, step backs for a month, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's interesting seeing players start to realize that, like you were saying, that 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 process that they're starting to go through mentally. And then, too, for them to realize, um, okay, they've been here for six months. Maybe we weren't doing uh, just lunge swings. Maybe we are doing the progression of, you know, feet together, step back to lunge, or uh, maybe a slight variation, right, with, you know, turners can um, be another one. And then they, they ask, Hey, can we start with lunch swings? And they go, you know, I I just want to get a feel back for that, um, that drill and they'll take five, 10 swings. And so uh, that's really interesting when they start to realize that too. And then another thing I wanted to point out was, um, sometimes in my opinion too, what I've seen is, um, mostly with the zooms, actually, when it goes to remote programming to zooms and I see the process that, um, okay, I program for them and then I see how they're doing it. Uh, live with real feedback like right in that time and it's the the players almost want this completely different drill that's going to get something mm. to work for them mm-hmm. and it may be hey let's do the same drill let's just add a hurdle right for in you yeah. know yeah. and then explain okay this is the why behind it and yeah. then it's just like a lot of things clean up really quickly for sure and just a matter of putting in a little implement there mm-hmm. for five swings and yeah. then they take the implement out and it's like okay now I feel what you were trying to yeah you know get me to feel um, and but it's not this okay let's do ten different drills than we were doing last month yes yeah. maybe it's just add another implement
0: yeah I was gonna say you literally brought up a point that uh, Lance Wheeler makes all the time as he talks about like you could take the same drill but with a different intention mm. with the same drill and it's now 10 different drills mm. and it's the same exact drill. It's just with a different intention. And so like, for example, like, you know, again, like when we do things, something with a hurdle, like let's say we're doing like an open 45 with a hurdle on the front knee. Right. Well, we could have one where we're like, Hey, the guy's pushing and the intention is don't touch it. Mm. Then we can do another guy and he's turning away and we say, Hey, make sure the knee stays on the hurdle the entire time. Yeah. And it's the same hurdle, the same drill but completely different intentions mm. with different things we're trying to get. So like one, why would we want, and I'll explain that, like why would we want um, the knee not to touch the hurdle in like an open 45 or maybe just even a, a, a from launch swing, right? If I'm getting to my launch position, and I'm gonna fire. Well, I don't want to push forward out of my backside, right? Or I can't, I can't resist with my front mm. leg and I'm trying to build up some stability on the front mm. side of not letting my, for- my, my body drift forward. So the intention would be don't touch the hurdle another guy when we're asking them to obviously put a hurdle in front of them and i i'm I'm trying to get their knee to stay on the hurdle the entire time as they're stretching their pelvis away is what i might be trying to do is build up strength and external rotation with Mm. their actual their front hip and so now with it because they're actually just like when you have a band around your knees right like it gives you feedback as i'm turning my pelvis away my knee wants to come off the hurdle Um, it doesn't want to be an external rotation i know he has issues with that so now that same drill same uh constraint can be very different from Um, the same, it could be the same exact hitter, just we're working on different things at different times. Um, and again, that's where it can get confusing, but at the same time, I also think is like the art there of like coaching and understanding constraints and how to use them. And then the art of coaching in the sense of everybody thinks you just set up a constraint. Well, yeah, I set up the constraint, but then I also have to give the cues on what I'm looking for. Mm. And so for example, again, I set up that constraint. And then I'm like, Hey, I don't want, I don't want you to push or, Hey, I want you to do this. I changed the intention. And that's what is Lance Wheeler's talking about when he's like, I'm changing the intention. If I take, if I change the intention of the drill, um, you're going to get something very different from it. Mm. Um, just because I changed your intention. And that's where we mix up intent with intention. Right. Um, is intent is like, I'm going to swing as hard as I can, or, you know, I, I'm going to do this running gun as fast. Like, okay, that's, you know, again, we see that a lot on like absolute mm-hmm. force, but intent really comes from the root of intention. And what is my intention mm-hmm. with this drill or with this constraint? Mm-hmm. You
1: know? Yeah. And I think an example is actually hub, uh, here hitting is a perfect example is, you know, we'll talk about, uh, being able to rotate into the front side, um, and, you know, maybe being able to resist rotation with that front side, but also to why video can be so important and why like, yeah you know, spoke with you and like had some of the kids recording some of the other yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, that was big. That was big know, back in the day. Yeah. Which is, which is big for them to so, see so what we're talking ex- about. Ex-
0: explain what we talked about with that. Cause I think that could help a lot of people that, that which process were, of the, like actually re- having them record yeah, and working so, in groups. Yeah.
1: So context, we have groups of three, uh, in the cage at the time and you know perfect world will get some of them tossed into the other kids you see it with the older kids more often some of the younger kids can't toss Um, but having one of the kids actually have the ipad and record uh, the kid that's hitting right and so then the kid that was just hitting then can either later on before their next session um, during the cage session you know when after they're picking up balls or taking a break whatever uh, they can go back and look at what they're looking for or i can use it as a teaching point like hey um, you know, here's the cue I gave you. You may feel like you're doing this, but mm. watch the video. Are you doing it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's I see what you're talking wrong. about. Yeah, right. right. And they start to connect the dots with their eyes, what they're looking yeah. for, which then allows them to, when they're not here, mm. um, you know, which what I notice is when they're not here, you know, and I start getting videos from them, they're like, Hey, see, like, mm. you know, I'm working on what we are talking about and they can start to see it for themselves. Yeah. So again, like you were saying in their process of maturity, like they don't need their hands held. Yeah. You know, when they go and they they hit on their own.
0: Yeah. I think the big thing there too, one thing that it can get missed as well is it keeps the next hitter engaged. Mm. So, because you're sitting there videoing the guy in front of you, right? Like, so you're engaged with his swings. You're actually watching him swing. And then you're hearing coaching where, again, obviously if I'm just sitting off to the side of the cage and that guy's hitting, I'm kind of in la-la land, you know, doing whatever I could be drifting. But because I'm sitting there and I have to record him, it like remains that it keeps me intentional about what's going on. And there's a lot of moments you can learn so much Mm. from watching somebody else get coached. Um, again, for example, like again, hitting coaches, like when we learn the most, like we shadow, mm. like again, we shadow other hitting coaches, same thing, like too, like you learned from me, mm. same thing as like, I did that with Eugene. I did that with, you know, Donnie Ecker. I did that with Mike Easler, I did that with so many different hitting coaches throughout uh, my life is watching hitting coaches. I still do. Yeah. I'll sit there and watch a hitting coach work with a hitter and I'll watch, I'll see what he's trying to do, what he's trying to get him to do i'll watch the entire process maybe that one drill i'm like ah, i don't know if i agree with that or mm. blah 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 blah. and then all of a sudden you know he gets to the end of the process i'm like oh and then also maybe i need to ask him a question of why he wanted to go that route and what he's trying mm. to see because again like look like we try to drill with somebody maybe it doesn't work like okay cool yeah. like it like yeah i try to go to this because i thought this would work and it didn't so i mm. moved on right and then we went to somewhere else and then that worked and then we, we went a different direction or you know, this is why I do it this way because it helps them understand X, Y, Z, and then I proceed forward. Right? All, all those things are great. Um, and also, too, sometimes I'm like, I don't know where he's going with this. It's like watching someone paint. You ever seen those like TikTok? Like mm-hmm. they'll be like painting yeah. something, and you're like, what are they trying to paint? <laughs> and then all of a sudden at the end, it's like, whoa! whoa. Like <laughs> yeah. how did that happen? Right? Mm-hmm. Like they had that they had that vision in their head the mm-hmm. whole time, you know. And so I think it's the same thing too. It's like you're an artist. I look as a coach. I see it as like you're an artist. Like I see the hitter. And I come up with a plan, right? Just like I'm doing a painting, right? I see an image, right? And I'm like, okay, I come up with a way of how I'm going to create that painting and how I'm going to get there. And then also too, I have a plan, but again, the plan is everything. The plan Mm -hmm. is nothing, right? One of my favorites plan is everything. Plan is nothing. You start getting into it and you're like, oh, Actually, that wasn't the best way or, uh, or they were not responding very well to that or they're failing too much or they're being too successful and we Mm -hmm. need, we need to progress quicker. Um, you know, or I don't have the right equipment Mm -hmm. or I have three people in the room and this would work with one person, but not three, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, he's got a game tomorrow and my, Mm -hmm. my plan was to develop him over the next three months, but like, yo, he's going to come in for three days and then leave. And then he's got a big tournament after this week. And so I have to adjust. Mm -hmm. And so like, these are all things that you have to take in because again, if you don't I would say, like, too, if you don't have time, if you take, you don't, you can't take Humpty Dumpty apart if you don't have time to put Humpty Dumpty back together mm-hmm. again, right? Like, he's got to go into a game. He's got to play today. Um, and then you got to take in the difference in athletes. Some athletes can go into a game and struggle and be, cool, not a big t- problem. They don't care. It's like summer league or whatever yeah. and, you know, whatever that is. Like, they don't care. And then it can even be games that matter. And they're like, hey, I'm a freshman. I don't yeah. really care. I'm waiting, you know, if I struggle for three weeks, that's fine. Like, yeah. I got plenty of time. And it's all good. Yeah. So I think these are all things that, you know, you taking into consideration is, you know, how, how it goes and all the context of understanding when I can push one way or when I can push another.
1: Yeah. And I think this is a kind of lead into another topic of everything that you touched on is the art of then running a room too. And so all the pieces that we just talked about of, okay, what are we doing? How are we doing it? We're, we have three before you go into
0: that I want you to touch on that because um, what did you think about, or did you even think about, like, how much have you learned about the art of running a room uh, from when you first came in to like, cause again, remote sessions are very different. Very, very. So what, what, what do you mean when you say like art of running a room, tell, talk about the value from what you thought compared to what you've learned now from actually having to run a room?
1: Yeah. So I think too, is I had the perspective that I had as a player where um maybe I was different maybe you know more similar than um you know than I think but if I went into a a, a situation whether it be I showed up to practice early I showed up to a facility newer I'm used to it a gym whatever I wasn't ever just going to sit around I always found something to do whether someone told me to or not um but a lot of people especially since we're kind of early on and you know, it's what, six months in. Some of them need that guidance of, okay, this is what this is what I need to be doing at this point in time. And also to this is what I need to work on. And I've been given the tools to work on it. And so I think the difference between like zooms and remote is you're with them every step of the way. And when it comes to running a room, you have three people in a cage at the same time. You also have people coming in for the next session that you're prepping to get into the cage, and so, for me, I assumed that if there was stuff on the board, that people would do it, and also too that, okay, I'm struggling with X, I can either ask a question of, okay, how can I work on this? Is there prep? Is there, um, like, I know it's patterning stuff, but you know, maybe it's something I don't do in the cage. Maybe it's PVC pipe swings. Maybe it's slap shots. Maybe there's something like hacky sack, like we brought up. But, you know, something little like that where I think I just assumed, um, that again, some of those things would start to happen as they I kept think,
0: coming. Uh, yeah. I say it's, it's, it's the number one thing that coaches do when they get into coaching from playing is they assume mm.
1: that players are
0: going to play like them mm, for sure, right? which again, they're going to learn like them. They mm-hmm. want to be coached like them. They want to do all those other things. And you realize real quickly. And that's what I talk to people about all the time is like, really good coach. It's like, first off, like, I think 99% of coaches shouldn't you shouldn't be coaching people to do what you did when you played. Not not saying like it might maybe some mindset stuff was good, some other things, but there's a reason, probably for some pretty large reasons, why you had to hang up your cleats and mm-hmm. you weren't good enough, right? Like you learned a lot of things after you got done playing, mm-hmm. um, and so I say that to people all the time. It's like okay, it's not. I don't teach from experience of while I played. Like yeah, I have some of that. Like there's pieces. I would say probably like maybe 15% for me. Mm. Um, I do a, I teach very opposite of how I played. Yeah. Um, but again, other people, maybe it's a little higher. Maybe mm. it's 30%. Maybe you're a big leaguer and you know, these things work for you. But even then, right? Like, okay, that's only one way of doing things that worked for you. Like, mm. awesome, right? Um, we start realizing real quickly is like, again, everybody learns in different ways. Mm. Um, you know, they need to be talked two in different ways with different tones at different times other athletes you can criticize a little bit more other ones you need to pat on the butt a little bit more Mm -hmm. Uh, there's the mix everything in between also contextual situations certain situations hey man this guy's been going through a lot in his life and um you know again like right now and he's struggling and he's a senior and he's trying to get signed right now and like you know i can't be as critical with him and all these other things and then there's other guys where it's like yo like he's, he's kind of you know on this little arrogant kick right now and mm-hmm. like i got to i got to shut him down mm-hmm. you know and i got to let him know that like he's not that good yeah. um and there's ways of doing that artfully without um you know being a dick like yeah. you know, there there's there's ways of doing that um you know with players that you know for example like i said you can have them put them in environments where you know they're going to struggle so that they can gain awareness and if you can help them gain awareness they're going to see things like how you're going to see them like hey like because again like i don't want you to fail Mm. right like i want you to succeed which is why i'm gonna put you in i want you to fail in here Mm -hmm. right like you fail in here right you struggle in here so that you could you know be a man and be a dude out there like great like awesome Um, but you know, again, like that's something that, you know, can get lost again. A lot of people as they make that transition is like, they just try to coach everybody. Like, you know, like it's them, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. And I think that's where to my personality keep, obviously don't try to be anything other than myself. Um, but I look back at former coaches that I've played under when it comes to practice plans and like how the flow was when it came to our hitting portion of our practice. And then, obviously like when you come in and like some of the things that you instigate and have people start doing or, um, you know, you see, I like stuff the word instigate. <laughs> um, you know, how, but you know, kind of like spark it. Like yeah. you don't come in and just like, um, you know, as a little praise to you. So you don't just come in and just take over the show and be like, yeah, Oh yeah, much. you're not doing this the way that I would do it. So I'm just going to take over, yeah. you know, you kind of nudge, you know, or wink, yeah. wink. A
0: lot of, a lot of, a lot of times too, like I'll try to, um, I usually like i'll usually like watch them doing a drill that they're already doing mm. and then give them a cue on a drill like you already have them doing mm-hmm. um i try to do and them again maybe again if it's not working then maybe we switch up a drill or something like mm. that or you and i talk um but yeah like you said like again you coming in and being like okay we're gonna do all these things differently i think is where but honestly it's not a conscious thought for me like i really think again in this way is like you know god is just really how he's worked on my heart in that same way is it's just like in, intentionally like i don't come in thinking like you know these things aren't going well and again i think that's also uh, you know you know attributes of like what you've done already and like how much i trust you with things um but like yeah like i don't come in trying to like you know do all these other drills and blah 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 it's like no no no, like you have them doing those drills for a reason i might Mm -hmm. just like see something or have another cue or have something you know another and you know something that might work for them and again it doesn't mean that you haven't told them the same thing they might just need to hear it from me and you Mm -hmm. right and then also you know, again, it's always good to have a fresh voice. It's always good to have, sure. you know, that come in. And, and also, you know, with it as well, it's like, you know, because you're their coach every single day, you know, you can get, you know, the the dad syndrome, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, all right, dad, I know, yeah, I know, I'm yeah. not doing this, heard I'm not doing this, right? Really and then I walk in and the same thing too, and I'm like, hey, like, you're not doing this. Yeah. And they're like, well, you And then a lot of times I know when I'm saying stuff to them, I can see you over there, like, yeah. Remember we talked about yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. Remember we've had the conversation? Like, I yeah. know, you know, and so like, I like doing that too, where there's like a reinforcement. Um, there's like a reinforcement for, mm-hmm. for that, you know.
1: Yeah, and I and I think too. I don't care if it's you saying it, me saying it, or Jarrell coming in asking. If someone asked that they played hockey, like my whole goal is, I want the kid to be able to hit and have success and um, learn and grow. And like, you know, when you come in to talk, I listen. You mm-hmm. know, like it's a fresh perspective, it's a fresh voice, and my intentions aren't, you know, I want to be the guy that gets them to hit. You know, like. Yeah. Want them to hit, but it doesn't have to be me. Yeah, you know, yeah. it could it could be information that I gave to them, and then they heard it in a different way from yep. someone else somewhere. And if that helped them hit, like mm.
0: or a different time, and know? I and I think that's the thing is like one, there's a quote of it's amazing what we can accomplish when we don't care who gets the credit. Mm. And then second, there's a bigger thing as well. Like biblically, I remember when this happened as well. And again, if you know the Bible, stick with me. If you don't, not biblical, just listen for the information. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Take the nuggets. Is that, um, for example, like when John the Baptist, like when he was. At the time, he was baptizing everybody and leading them towards God, and then Jesus came around, and then when Jesus came around, uh, people were coming up to John the Baptist and were like, hey, like, Jesus is kind of taking your thunder here, right? Like, they're all following him now. You're starting to lose followers because they're all following Jesus, and he's like, wait, like, hold on, you guys got this twisted. Like, the whole whole point— of me doing is to lead them to God. Like, it's not about me. It's yeah. about leading them to God. Um, and then the same thing in that same way. It's like, the whole point is for me to, to get you to hit. I don't mm-hmm. care what gets you to hit. If, if your coach at your high school coach mm-hmm. told you something and you're hitting better, great, dude. We're on the same team, bro. Yeah. Like, it's not about me getting the credit for you to hitting. Like, we're all, I'm just here to help you and, mm-hmm. and try to make that that time as you know, get you better as quick as possible. Right. So I don't care who it comes from. I don't care, you know, who, you know, who gave you the idea, who gave you the cue. I still cues from people all over the time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I still cues from, sometimes the kid comes up with a cue. hundred yeah, like, 100%. yeah, I've been thinking about left pinky toe and eyebrow. Like, great. I, awesome. Like yeah. great. And I might still that and use yeah. it with five other guys this week. Um, so I think in that same way, but again, like with that, it, that's, in my opinion though, if you're struggling with that, like that's a heart condition thing. Right. And I think people run past that. It's like, you know, like you could really want, and you could say logically like, Hey, I want them, I want them to have this. Um, I want them to get better and I don't want it to be about me. Right. Mm -hmm. But sadly we're human beings. And a lot of times too, like we're also humans as well. A lot of times coach, like coaches like to make themselves not human. Like you're human too. Yeah. And also too, if you put a lot of time with guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, unconsciously, a lot of time, like you go in like, let's say I've worked with a guy for four years, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, his fifth year, you know, he blows up or and whatever. And you know, some things started clicking for him and X, Y, and Z, and you can start to put some identity um, in that player. And so yeah. I, I actually asked uh, uh, Lin- uh, Lindsay Leftwich the other day from LSU. I asked her, I, I texted her. I said, 'Cause I catch myself doing it sometimes and it's a it's a, a role I think God has really healed in my in, in, in me in that way is that I was like, Hey, have you ever put um, you know, identity in coaching? Right? Which I'm asking that like yeah. I knowing I do yeah. and everybody does, but I wanted to get her perspective and she was like, All the time. Mm-hmm. Like all the time I catch myself putting identity and the performance of my players, us winning, um, you know, again, like, you know, the success we're having, how people are viewing our program, like all of these things. And like, I have to catch myself and remember, you know, what, you know, is really important Mm -hmm. here. Um, And again, like that player is, you know, I do, and it's not only, it's not only those things of just being like, okay, I need to keep the player first, but like, okay, but why in my brain am i not keeping the player first mm-hmm. why do i keep catching myself doing that and or for example like if i'm not getting credit for things why does it hurt me mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people try to just push that aside like yeah. oh well i got to act like it doesn't hurt no 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 those feelings are valid yeah. Yeah, right you have to go back right. and go to those feedback and understand that there's there's something that you know there are you're, you're, you're probably again and i and i we talked about this um yesterday as well when we're you know during bible study is we had the conversation of like okay like like for me i sometimes can have problems with um, weighing human opinions over God's opinion,
1: mm.
0: it happened to me a lot, mm. right? And I fall into that of being like, you know, again, like um, uh, Michael Todd recently did a one where he's like, you know, cuffed to the comments is like mm. one of his, his his things that he had come out with. And one of the things he talked about being like cuffed to comments is like you're cuffed to what people think about you. Mm. It doesn't it doesn't mean social media, just social media in general. You're cuffed to what people think about you, and you're cuffed. You're cuffed to, um, you know, their feedback, and yo, know, you could be doing the absolute perfect thing, mm-hmm. right? But society is against the opposite way right now. Or again, like you're just seen in the wrong light. You're mm-hmm. the, you know, they they see you as the wrong person. They wanted you to be the stallion. They wanted you to be the your mm-hmm. conqueror. They wanted you to be six foot five. Mm-hmm. They wanted you to be, you know, they wanted you to be a big leaguer. They wanted yeah. you to whatever that is, right? And it, it, you don't meet what's in their head, right? And often. I think in the same way too of like, if you're following God, right. If you're following God and you, who God always picks, right. Like you're David and Goliath, right. Like he's going to pick the one that, you know, again, you had massive, again, the David and Goliath story, right. Like you had massive soldiers. You had guys that have been fighting for years in the wars. You had, you had Saul, right. You had your conquering, you know, uh, uh, you know, righteous mm. strong leader right that yeah. you that you uh, that envision in your head of what you think it looks like and then you got you know skinny little mini david walking up yeah. and he's like yeah i'm not afraid and it's just like again it it, it messes with your head and like that's what god does mm. is like he, he again he doesn't he doesn't um he doesn't uh call the call uh the qualified he qualifies the called Right. And so like you in that same way is like we often can forget. And again, confidence that we need to have is like if God has asked us to do something and as God has asked us to walk forward in something again, it is again, he is going to fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. Like we might not be qualified. We might not have this. We might not have those other things, but we also have to be intentional about did God call me to do this or is this something that I'm putting on my agenda mm-hmm. um, and my other things. But the bigger message there I think is big is that I think a lot of times um. I think a lot of times, you know, we can fall into the habit of thinking that God only does great things with great, with people that are already great rather than, Mm. you know, remembering there that again, he is great. We're not great. Mm -hmm. He makes the things we do great. And we look up and it's weird for me now that I'm in the position that I am now is that like, I remember being on the other side and other things. And like people think on the same way, it's like, well, of course he's using Joey because Joey's great in this area and he Mm. can do this. And he has the skill set and he has these other things. And it's like, Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's not how it always looked. Mm. Like I was the Mm. guy, again, I still get comments, you know, like I still get comments. Oh, you didn't play good in high, uh, you know, in high school and college and you weren't a big leaguer and you're not speaking from experience and, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and again, also too, like all you do is kick, teach kickbacks and you know, you're lining your hair and you're cutting your eyebrow and you're whatever, whatever whatever somebody wants to weaponize on the other side of that. Right. And then like the mixture of all that, of getting, getting lost in the process of being like, no. And that's why I did that thread a little while back ago and being like, no, 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 it's not that I'm qualified. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't deserve this. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, every day I walk forward in gratitude as a gift that God has given me to be on the platform that I am and not like, oh yeah, well, good for you. It fell on your lap. Like, no, like in a sense of like, yo, there was a lot of sacrifices, but at the same time, God did 99% of it. Mm -hmm. Like I did do some big sacrifices. My 1% of sacrifices in the sense of like, yo, I've given up my life. I turned away from a lot of money. I did a lot of those other things. Like I, again, like, completely turned around my life, did a lot of, uh, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of hours, hundreds and, you know, weeks yeah. with you know hundred hour weeks and things like I did all those things. Yes. But at the same time, like doesn't make me deserving. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of people that work hard. Yeah. Right. And, and, and God just chose me in that way because again, I'll being obedient to what he called me to do.
1: Yeah. And I think that goes, me and Taylor having a conversation this morning about, um, kind of like, uh, let's just say like the growth of me being willing to be on a camera now Mm. you know how when i first got here and i saw you do it and i was like whoa like that's so crazy like he just lights up for a camera Mm. and again not that you know i have the same personality as you when i get Mm. on a camera of course but if you were to say hey we need to go shoot something i wouldn't hesitate i would go get in front of a camera you know Mm. when but you know six months ago even i'd have been like can you do it you know Mm. type you know that would be the first thing in my head you know, but and the reasoning behind it all was, um, what are you listening to, yeah? And what do you choose to hear? And For I sure. hear you talk about, and you get because again, obviously, you have more of a following on social media than I do. Um, when you post something, more people see it on average. Um, you're going to get comments that aren't good. You're gonna mm. get people that disagree. You're going to get good, bad, in between, right? Mm. And you know, as I started getting in front of the camera and then people disagree, um, you know, it's funny. Like we talked about this a little bit of, OK, well, I had five people comment good things, like two DMs. And it's like, but then the one person that disagrees with me, it's like pisses me off. I'm like mm-hmm. that. And then I choose to hear that is like, yeah. you know, what am I? Choo- OK, there's tons of people that not maybe agreed, but liked it. And yeah. I run past that and I just look at the one comment that someone's disagreeing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, screw that guy. You know, it's like that's the yeah. first thing that comes in my head. But. Being able to, um, being able to, not take that offensively, but take it as just feedback. Both of them as mm. feedback, and admittedly, too, sometimes I can just turn off all good and bad mm. and just ignore all of it, which then i realized through conversation with you, Jarell, Taylor, everybody is like that can also cause my growth to be stagnant because it yeah. is feedback, good and bad. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just, you know, you can sit in that little, you know, the same spot because Yeah. Your little not bubble. Taking, yeah take not taking that feedback and evaluating it without, you know, that um, initial reaction uh, yeah. from it. And so I think that's been a big part too of when it comes to um, giving information, receiving information too of what do you choose to listen. And I think that's really big for players too with how, Again, we post some players and their high school kids getting ready to go to college or their college and they're like they're getting these comments on their like more views than they've ever seen. You mm-hmm. know, millions of plays. Yeah. They're getting comments and they're having to see it. And it's um, you know, they're not necessarily prepared or haven't had that talk, which is a completely different aspect of yeah. our we've training that which we've is weird. Had, we've, to we've had, had to have to equip yeah, yeah. we've had
0: to equip them of like, hey, like we're gonna put you we're gonna put you on social media um, we're gonna put you on social media and just know that anyone that trains with us, like you're going to get mm. comments, mm. you're going to get, you're going to get people that respond back. You're going to get, um, those things are going to happen. Mm. Um, and with that, like, there's going to be a lot of negative comments. Mm-hmm. Be prepared for that. Cause also too, I mean, like, let's think about it. Uh, let's just go. If you've ever been a manager or led anything, mm-hmm. right? If you've ever led anything, if you ever, again, been a parent, all those other things, again, what do you hear from your kids? Praise reports 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. What do you hear from your customers? 90% praise reports? No, like you hear the loud voices. Yeah, it's like the
1: Yelp reviews. Yeah, you
0: hear (laughs) the big things, right? And so because of that, you hear the things that, again, most of the time it's everything going bad. That's Mm -hmm. when somebody feels like they want to talk. They're not going to come and give you praise. So, again, also with that, like let's say you get five big comments like, well, that's actually a big thing because there is a thousand people that watched it Mm -hmm. that really liked it right? And first yeah. off, they might not even like the post. Mm-hmm. They might've just liked the post and yeah. didn't comment. Mm-hmm. They might've sent it to their friend. Right. And mm-hmm. again, there's some of these things that we can measure and all those things. But also at the end of the day is that a lot of times is again, the loudest voices you're going to hear are the people that are naysayers, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's always going to be, that's always going to be the, the, the case. So like, uh, you know, really in the last couple of weeks, um, and for me in that same way that I had realized that I was doing that. And again, like you said, like, you know, where am I giving my attention to? And so one of the things I just started thinking about a lot more too, as well, is like, you know, I just started, I started weighing more, I started weighing more of understanding of being like, okay, all I have to do, all I have to do now is give it over to God, um, give it over to God, and let Him invade those areas and those in those places of like, okay, hey God, I'm noticing that I'm weighing other people's opinions higher than yours. Mm. Right. And I don't want to do that. Right. Like I want yours to be like, and again, I don't know how to fix that. I don't know. Those are things, but I'm handing it over to you. I know mm-hmm. that this is a problem that I'm having and I'm heading to you. And I know from, for me, for example, in the last like couple of weeks is that like, you know, again, I'll post things and like, I've been posting things and not looking at comments. It also mm-hmm. has helped, um, you know, personally with like Instagram, they redid how they display comments. Right. Well, now if I go look how comments are like, it's harder for me to go find comments. I have to like Mm -hmm. go and like, and have to try to go look rather than I turn off notifications on my phone. Like I don't, I don't get, I turn off notifications for social media now when it comes to comments, unless it's somebody Mm -hmm. I follow. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, other than that, like everybody's commenting, you got, you know, 14 year old, you know, Billy telling me I'm an idiot. And then you got, you know, (laughs) Henry from, you know, Nebraska that's been coaching for 40 years. And I, you know, young, yeah, this guy, young guys is reinventing the wheel (laughs) and doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm like, I know, you know, and, and all (laughs) those things. Right. So like those are all happening. Right. But in the meantime, like you see the fruit, of labor and again with all of those things, it's like okay, well, what were you, what was your intention? I think this is the other big thing. What was your intention? And I think I, I changed that. It's like what was my intention of posting in the first place? Mm-hmm. What's your intention of coaching in the first place? Mm-hmm. Right? If my intention and and again, um, oh, I need to pull it up. I need to memorize the verse directly. But I know another biblical line was like again like um, if it says like if you're in search of man's approval, like God will give you just that and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And what that verse means to me is that if you're searching for man's approval, he'll give you man's approval, Mm -hmm. right? But he's not, you're not going to get God's approval, which is really what you're really in search of. Mm -hmm. And you're going to keep coming up again, like thirsty again, you're going to keep coming up dehydrated, right? Because again, that word is not fulfilling right that's not a good way of going about things i'm doing this for man's praise i'm mm-hmm. doing this for people to comment and tell me i'm the smartest mm-hmm. i'm doing it cuz now i've set that expectation and when i don't get that mm-hmm. when everybody doesn't respond that way when everybody doesn't tell me that i'm the smartest guy in the room and everybody doesn't tell me that that's the most brilliant drill that anybody's ever thought of joey yeah. um you know again that's obviously going to leave me in a very bad place mm-hmm. rather than if i go into it saying like hey i'm posting this because one person one person might find value in this. And I'm just trying to help that one yeah. person. Well, now again, I, I'm going to get one response. That's, mm-hmm. you know, again, even if they like it or if they watch it mm-hmm. or they do whatever, like I'm posting it already knowing the moment I post it, I've already, I've already gotten back what I did from that. And again, truer intention for me, it being like, okay, well, like I'm just helping people and giving out information. Like it's free, man. Mm-hmm. Social media is free. Yeah. Like, like you consume it, take the meat, leave the bones, you know, move yeah. on.
1: Yeah, I think something with social media, too, as I've started trying to post more um, and get a little bit more active is asking more questions to almost um, almost to see where other people's eyes are at, too. You know, what are what are people and, you know, it can be this way where uh, there's kind of like these trends, even when it comes to training, like uh, now everyone wants to talk about how are you using the ground? But, you know, five years ago, I never heard a coach ever tell me anything about using the ground. Mm -hmm. Like it never never even popped up once yeah. you know it was all bat speed bat speed bat speed, bat speed. that's the only yeah. thing i ever heard in college and then you know now i hear coaches all talk about how are you using the ground not all but you know you hear it a lot more yeah. right and so it's interesting to me like to get perspective of where coaches and players eyes and minds are at so then too it can help me understand how to communicate better um in, in a way and I, I guess that's just like a it's like an indirect tactic that i've built over time of I'm trying to get people's perspective so I can try to communicate, you know, I can try to talk the way that to that player in my language, but that may not resonate. So if I can ask them and then give them to give me feedback of, okay, this is what I'm, this is how I feel. This is what I'm seeing, all that type of stuff. Maybe I can gain a better perspective of where their head's at and where their eyes are at. And ideally that can help me relay the information that I have in a way that they can interpret.
0: Yeah. I think it's big. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like, again, when you in your heart want to help somebody, Mm. you're going to go about things differently Mm. when you're when you truthfully like someone can be like, oh, and I I did this guilty. Like, oh, I'm just here to help. I had other intentions. Mm. Right. Like I had other intentions, not consciously, Mm -hmm. just unconscious. Like there was other things that I was in search of. Mm -hmm. Right. And then as I get. you know i healed a lot more in a lot of different areas as i started maturing and a lot of people i think just label it maturity back in the day oh as you start to mature yeah but also too is like god has healed in the certain ways i'm like oh okay like you know again like i truthfully do just like i want to help right like okay i I want i want to help and again that's not a check mark for me it's not in every situation like Mm -hmm. i constantly have to weed my garden i call it like i constantly have to weed out these other things that might be in there and intentions and people hurt you and they let you down and they didn't do this Mm -hmm. and like those things are always happening and so it's like you constantly gotta weed your garden um uh, and making sure resentments aren't building up or you know again like you know uh again it could be when you're younger oh your, your dad never believed in you and all these other yeah. things and like okay great like and then you had this big weed that you had to go okay you do all that right and now you healed from that well then you went to work and your boss told you that you would never be a manager or you know again i remember when i was younger when, uh, when a, a coach told me it was a big driver for me for a long time a big a coach told me that i would never be a division one athlete mm. like and I'm like, okay, I'll show you. Yeah. Well guess what? When I became Division One, I didn't even know who that coach was anymore. <laughs> I couldn't even I don't I don't even remember his name. I yeah. remember how he made me feel. Yeah. I just don't I don't even remember his name. I don't even know like I played with his son, right? Like and again, like with that, like do I think when I made Division One and I went back to him and I was like, "Hey, I see I'm a Division One athlete," he'd been like, "Joe, I don't even remember having that conversation yeah. <laughs> with you." And also, too, I'm sure he didn't like mean it like yeah, that. I was yeah. probably being a little prick, mm. and he was probably, you know, responding back to me yeah. being like, "Well, I was probably like, I'm gonna be a Division One athlete and mm-hmm. blah, 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 whatever," and maybe I was being arrogant, and he was trying to coach me. Like, mm-hmm. he probably had good intentions, right? Like, it's all good. But again, like with that, like when I accept those things into my heart, when I accept when I accept that stuff in, like. Um, you know a lot of times I can I can get it mixed up um, and I think again, you have to weed your, weed your garden every single day to make sure that your intentions stay straight. Yeah, and, you know everything you know
1: Yeah, I think that's big too is I have, I obviously know your heart and your intentions and you know mine. And so when we look at you know maybe some of the stuff that we give players or the advice that we give, whether you agree with it or not or that's exactly how you would do it or word it, you know where my heart's at with it too. Um, but with that, too, I kind of wanted to talk about this because I've had some players that have go to college and get into college and um, they're younger. They don't feel like they have a voice to talk about it of, OK, maybe they don't agree with. The drills or the prep work or exactly what we're having them do, mm. um, whether it's lack of understanding, whether whatever the reasoning is, um, but the kid themselves feels more confident. They're seeing some results. Um, and this can happen all the way up to the, the pro level, as mm. you know, you probably know. Um, and you've obviously worked with way more athletes that have gone off to college, gone to high school. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see those conversations that you have when it comes to, okay, this is what we're doing, it's been helping, it's been working, but then you get into a situation, maybe a uh, particular one I'm thinking about, this kid goes to a, a summer ball league. Um, and he's down there playing and we remote program for him. And, uh, he basically just reaches out and is like, Hey, when I'm in the cage, it's like the coaches are around. I can't do some of this stuff. Yeah. You know, like they literally, they won't let me do some of this stuff. So, um, you know, we had that conversation and, um, to the best of my ability, I navigated through it and, you know, he's seen some success recently and, you know, and so, um, so it's been cool to see and uh, see the fruits of that but I'm curious your thoughts you know when you have some whether you want to call them old school or don't agree um, coaches that don't necessarily see things the way that you're seeing them or I'm seeing them or us as a whole see them kind of kind of give me your perspective on some of those conversations that you've had over time uh, with players when they get in those situations um, and how to help them navigate through those
0: yeah that's good um i think a big thing i think a big thing for me um with that is a lot of times you know first off i like to edify the coach that they already have right like i'm like hey like that coach that you have is trying to help you right he's not making you do drills because he's not making you do drills because he doesn't think they're gonna work like they're gonna work you know they've worked for somebody at least right that's why he uses them right if he doesn't you know same thing with me i wouldn't Mm -hmm. use drills if i didn't think that they worked right Okay, so that's one, understand his intentions. Um, Two, along with that as well as being like, yo, also what you understanding is like, okay, that might lead to your your performance or whatever that might be, but at the end of the day, like, you know, uh, this is not your team. Mm. You know, like, this is not your team. Like, he has a way, he wants to develop hitters, he wants to do X, Y, and Z. Like, when you're, during your team time, like, you need to do your team stuff. Now, if he tells you, hey, three rounds of five, free swings you can do whatever you want well then that's different yeah right but like if not like yo like again i used to get to practice every day 45 minutes early right and i would go hit in the cage and i would do all my stuff like and and also too like someone might come up and be like what are you doing or whatever that is like okay right fine but like at the end of the day like i think along with it is like okay understand like you still need to do your team stuff mm-hmm. if he wants to do three rounds of backside ground balls to second base hmm you need to do that. Yeah. Like, that's your that's that's his team, mm-hmm. right? You're on his team. He's giving you a spot on his team. You need to do what he mm-hmm. asked you to do, right? Now, again, it doesn't mean that you can't have communication with him. It doesn't mean that you can't go sit down with him and say, hey, this is why I'm doing these things. It doesn't mean that, you know, you should just uh, do whatever your coach says, no matter what, without, you know, mm-hmm. any context, or there should never be a conversation. And, again, I think that's not a healthy relationship mm-hmm. to not be able to communicate. Sure. Um, but also with that being said as well, is like, understanding, like, it is – his team and it also is your career you don't Mm. need to play there either right you have a decision in that as well right like you could transfer Mm. like you got transfer portal now you have all those other things again whole nother subject probably just triggered somebody (laughs) okay like there's you could leave you do have that decision right Mm -hmm. just like a coach has a decision where he doesn't need he doesn't need to coach at that school yeah he can coach somewhere else right and he could always leave, mm-hmm. right? And if the AD wants to go, go this way, like, they can talk about it, all those other things, but like, yo, there's things every single day as a coach that you have to do that the AD is telling you to do mm-hmm. um, and how you're running your practices or, you know, how you'd like to run things or how you'd like to spend money or how you would like yeah. to X, Y, and Z. Um, and like, you know, you're gonna have to deal with that then. So again, it's about having those adult conversations with it. And two, it's just like learning how to navigate, like, yo, like, you know, um, there's a lot of conversations like I have with guys as well being like yo you also need to know how to stroke some egos mm-hmm. right and and sometimes with that as well it's like you need to know how to build relationships with certain guys and again it's not always just like you know I'll tell him what he wants to hear but also too sometimes I do need to tell someone what mm-hmm. they want to hear um, in the sense of the same thing too is just being like hey like you know again like that might be my way of like loving on them or whatever I mean I am I know for example like there'll be times where my coach would be been harping on me about something and like he just needs a dub and like mm-hmm. in his and in his wherever he is where right where he is as a coach like he needs a dub, mm-hmm. and so like, yo know, I'd hit a double doing my thing, right? Get to the, you know second base, do my little dance, whole whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you get back home and you come in the dugout. You come back in the dugout and you come back over to the coach and you're like, yo, you that squish the bug thing, yeah. money, bro. That like that was so yeah. thanks, coach. Yeah, really helped, right? Mm-hmm. And like stroking the ego a little bit, like in that same way. And it's like, you know, again, like some people might agree with it. Some people might not. Um, I think in a lot of ways, like when you're throughout life, like if it's with your boss or whatever, these other things, like, I'm not saying like, you know, like, you know, there's a, there's a point where I think you cross some lines of like whatever that looks like. But I also think on the same way is like when you're playing the game, um, you're playing the game and you're really trying to get to your end result, which is like, Hey, I want to perform. And I know if I perform, um, everybody will be happy. Mm -hmm. Hitting coaches can be happy when I'm hitting. Um, and also too like, you know, the coach is trying to his best of his ability. Like you chose to go get a private coach. And like, because of that, like, you're probably going to take some heat. You're probably going to be doing some things. And also, too, what do you want him to do? Teach you a drill or just have you doing random drills that he doesn't understand and mm. he can't help coach you and he has no idea what you're trying to get out of it. And really it's not even like old school, new school. Like there's a lot of new school guys that would disagree mm-hmm. with a lot of stuff that we do. Yeah. Like it's okay. We just train differently, mm-hmm. right? Like, And so because of that, like I understand that you're not going to agree. I understand you're not going to have context. I understand all those other things. And also every situation is different. You're going to have to navigate through so this is really like broad advice, but like, you know, I think I think the big piece there is just like, you know, no matter what, like you need to remain respectful. Mm. Like you need to, you know, understand that they're giving you an opportunity um, and like anything extra that you need to do, like you need to do it on your time, not mm-hmm. theirs. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think the big topic too, and even with hitters here, uh, just kind of like final thoughts on that is just communication as a whole. Mm. I think a lot of players, uh, me included, guilty, took me until, you know, fifth year, until I was really comfortable communicating uh, like you were saying like what were my intentions behind the communication was it to actually gain a better understanding of why they were having me do what I was doing or was I just pissy and trying to make my point and you know trying to get it off my chest and show them you know that you know what I was saying was right you know and then when I actually went into a conversation with the intentions of okay what's your why behind what we're doing what's my why behind what I thought I was doing or should be doing um, and admittedly too it's not always you know your favorite conversation to have you know mm. it's, it's like what you need to hear not what you want to hear sometimes when you have mm. those c- conversations uh, but the communication too um, is super big when it comes to that relationship that you have and trust uh, that you have with the coach and then also to um, just here in house with the private side of the communication of okay, this is what I was feeling when I played that, that helps give me context of where they're at and where they're at, like their headspace, what their moves are like, um, X, Y, Z, you know? And so it definitely gives me context and gives me a direction, um, at times when, you know, maybe they went and played eight games, you know, and they didn't get video because, you know, their parents didn't go or whatever, you know, whatever the reason. Uh, A lot of times, again, those kids are the ones that we see a lot of good results with as they come in and they communicate or after they're around, um, they come over and ask some questions or they pull up video from the iPad and mm-hmm. ask questions. And we have those conversations, you know, yeah. or, you know, after the session, you have those conversations with them when you see a couple things. And so I think the big point I took from that was just communication as a whole. Yeah. I think, um, a lot of college kids in particular, people are just
0: really scared of like confrontation mm-hmm. and like confrontation doesn't always mean like it, it again. And I think it's also cause they've had bad, they've had bad experiences. So like they've had like every time they've communicated, like maybe they grew up with a parent that every time they brought something up where they disagreed, like they were hit with a hammer, mm-hmm. like, you know, like not physically, hopefully, yeah, but like hit with a hammer, right? We're coming down like, you know, why would you ever ask that? And it mm-hmm. turned into like a fight uh, rather than being able to have healthy communication. Um, and also too, not every time you communicate with somebody, is it going to be healthy? Right. And you're going to learn, you know, throughout Mm -hmm. that process. And, um, but I think also with that, like, these are life skills. That's why I always talk about with like players, like, Hey, these are life skills. Like you're going to, you're going to be in disagreements with people every day of your life. Mm -hmm. Right. And you need to know how to navigate those conversations. And if like every time you get in a disagreement with somebody, you just kick them out of your life or you transfer or you do whatever. Right. And you're like, screw that, I'm going to the transfer portal because he's making me do these drills. It's like, have you had a conversation with the coach? Have you sat down in his office Mm -hmm. with him one-on-one? Like I get it. Like maybe you said it in front of the whole team. Like, have you have you sat down with him and, you know, sat with him and there. okay. And also too, is there another player on the team that feels the same way? Can both of you go sit in the office mm-hmm. and say, Hey, like, or again, are you, can you talk to your team captain? And then mm-hmm. like, you know, you guys both go in there and have conversations that way, or maybe he communicates it for you. Um, you know, again, like is it a healthier way to do it? Is like, is, is it an email? Is it a text message? Is it a, uh, you know, like, Hey, let's go get lunch. You know, mm-hmm. what is, you know, like what, there's a lot of different ways you can go about communicating and depending on what the person, you know, what they, Uh, what your coach's, you know, leadership style is and what that looks like. And also at the end of the day, like you can't expect results. Like just because you try to go talk to somebody doesn't mean that it's going to turn out you know, well, you know, well, um, but again, like you can at least go and learn from that. And like, instead of it's definitely not healthy that every time something happens, you just com- you immediately cut off your communication and just go, okay, well, I'm just going to leave then. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, that's not a healthy relationship in any right inside of baseball, outside For of sure. baseball and any type of confrontation, you got to know how to actually have communication, um, and be able to, you know, to try to come to some type of agreement. Cause a lot of times too, a lot of times you're frustrated because you just lack perspective. Mm hmm. Like you just lack perspective. So you're 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 frustrated because you don't understand something. Mm-hmm. And so that coach is probably gonna give you a different perspective than you actually can see. And he can see a bigger picture mm-hmm. of what how he's trying, he's trying to get you in the lineup in one way and you're trying to be a power guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, like if you try to do this right now, like again, like you're striking out too much, you're popping up too much, da, all these other things, and that's not gonna get you in the lineup. And then this lineup, I need you to do this and mm-hmm. I want you to be in my lineup. That's why I'm coaching you this way, yeah. right? And that's some context I might need to have. And Mm -hmm. also too, if you're not okay with that and you don't want to be in the lineup in that way, either one, you might have to sit the bench until you're good enough to do what you want to do. Or two, you might need a transfer. Yeah. Or three, you might need to wait a couple of years until the lineup changes, or yeah. you know whatever yeah. those things are. Dynamic. Or on the other side of that, having communication with them and saying like, hey, well that's not the role that I, you know, I, I would like to play on this team. This is how I think I would contribute the best in the long run. Mm-hmm. I think right now that might serve the team in the short run. And also too, maybe you guys come up with a plan. And it's like, hey, like okay, we're gonna go this route. Like I'm gonna trust you to run mm-hmm. this route, the X, Y, and Z. Um, but you know that might change at a later time. And like let's check back here in two months or mm-hmm. whatever, and and let's see how it goes. Like, there's a lot of things with that that are, there's a lot of things rather than just, like, you know, leaving, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people try to do that, right? It's like, that and that happens, again, if I'm stepping on your toes, you know, again, it might be the same thing in your life, right? Like, you might just want to leave. I'm the opposite. Like, I'll I'll, I'll yeah. stand my ground and fight with you, yeah. right? Like, like, we'll stay here all day arguing. Yeah, yeah, again, I'm stubborn. Like, I'm like, no, I'm going to yeah. win, right? So, like, I get it. Like, I fall into that trap where I'm like, I want to talk yeah. and talk and talk and talk mm-hmm. and talk. Um, which is why we're on a podcast. Like, okay, like, like we can we can talk, yeah. right? Uh, but a lot of people want to do the opposite, where they don't want to talk and they just want to
1: escape and go somewhere else. For sure. No, yeah. I think that was good stuff. I think that's yeah. about all I had to cover.
0: That's good. Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean we're gonna constantly too. Um, we're we're gonna try to get back into. Uh, doing the podcast more often. Um, again, with it, you, you got a lot of things moving, but we're coming up with some things logistically. Excited for Nicole to get here as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. you guys didn't know and you're listening to this podcast, actually, by the time this comes out, Nicole should probably already yeah. be here and be rocking. Mm-hmm. So, Nicole, the assistant over at um, uh, Texas Softball, is now coming on board and she's mm-hmm. going to lead the whole uh, softball side of her thing. I'm super excited for her to come. I think she's going to have a tremendous amount of potential and skill set she already currently has. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be big for us. And also, too, I think we'll be able to help a lot of athletes. So, Excited for her to come on board, and um, we we'll, i am sure we'll have her on the podcast here soon. Yeah.
1: So, let me get the outro. Oh, you got it. Go. Let me get go the ahead. outro. Go ahead. Till next time. Farm system out. <laughs>